Hello, my brothers and sisters. Thank you for joining us once again for During Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Kitts. And as always, we want to open up in a prayer and thank God for this opportunity. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and your love. And we thank you, Lord, that you're always with us, Lord, no matter what we do, Lord, and how we act. Lord, you're always there and you always care. We thank you and we praise you, Lord, and we lift you up. Bless this word, Lord, that it will touch the mark that you want it to touch and, and the people that you want it to reach. We thank you and we praise you in your blessed holy name. Amen. This is my final podcast on the Brook Kidron, part three. And it's a greater king than David has passed over the Brook Kidron. And we know as David passed over Kidron, all the people wept and the people were weeping tonight as they remember how Zion's greatest king passed over the, the Black Brook. Here ever such a king as he was, glorious and fair to look upon, his eyes were the sons of heaven and his presence was the glory of itself. But he came down among his creatures who had fallen and seeking nothing but their good. He raised their dead. He healed their sick. When they were hungry, he fed them. And when they fainted, he refreshed them. His words were those of love and his teachings full of wisdom and grace. But now they seek his blood. They call out to crucify him. Yes, they seek his blood. And in the night that they were pursuing him, they will come upon him. They will haul him off to the judgment seat, and they will put him to death. O cruel world, not to know the best benefactor. Christ, for he loved his people with all of his heart. He came into his own, and his own received him not. Yes, his own, the Jews, were the fiercest people in his destruction. As the king passed over Kidron into that gloomy night, he had with him a small band of friends. But what was their friendship worth? They were true in heart, but they were weak and feeble. And when the conflict came, they all but forsook him and fled. Peter, where'd you go? You know, I hear you say, I know not the man, as the oath and the cursing you do deny him. And then John, where are you? As not that John, a young man upon whom they laid hands, then he fled and left his garment behind him. Where's all, all of his disciples at that he took with him? All the disciples forsook him and fled. In that bitter hour when he passed over Kidron, to make his cup as bitter as it could, the kiss that betrayed him came from the lips of Judas, the treasurer in his small band. Friend, he said, betraying him with a friendly word upon his traitorous tongue. To enter into the griefs of our Lord in Gethsemane is not our business tonight. Though we feel that we must linger upon this just a little bit in the beds of the bitter root and stand and look into Kidron's gloomy stream. But you remember how he suffered even unto death for us and the agonies by which he purchased our redemption. There is this concerning our Lord, which is not the match by King David, Jesus actually died. He was absolutely slain, crucified. The foes who pursued him overtook him. They pierced his hands and his feet. They lifted him up as a spectacle of scorn. And there he died. He gave up the ghost. They didn't take it from him. He gave it up freely. But on this cross, he was triumphant. Calvary was a battlefield on which he had won that victory. 
And like David, he came back to Jerusalem, rising from the grave, no more to suffer or to die. And he returned again to heaven from where he had came, with the sound of clarion and the voice that will make the music and the melodies part of the joy of our hearts. Lift up your head, O you gates, and be you lifted up, you everlasting doors, and that the King of glory may come in. You see then, brothers and sisters, in the person of our Lord, that is the prophecy and the assurance that the cause of the right and the truth, that those who espouse the cause and are pure and perfect themselves may nevertheless be brought very low, even unto dust. They may be slandered, despised, and rejected. And yes, for all that, their triumph is not in jeopardy, and neither is their cause nor their impairment. Oh, it takes one strong to feel this. There nothing can be anything happened to us as severely as it already happened to our King Jesus Christ. There cannot be any slander fiercer than the slander that was poured on him. They have called the master of the house Beelzebub. What can they now call the men of his household? They must find some lighter names for us. Be encouraged then, you feeble bands of trembling Christians. Encourage in all your suffering and grief for Christ's sakes. For as he yet rose from the dead and led the captive free, even shall the feeblest of his followers be. And so I shall close with just this saying, a word or two to ourselves concerning our passing over the Brook Kidron. Ah, we do not like going over Brook Kidron, even when it comes to pitch, how we struggle against suffering, and especially against dishonor and slander. How many there were, were who would have gone on a pilgrimage, but Mr. Shame proved too much for them. They could not bear to go over the Black Brook Kidron, could not endure what made nothing of it for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ and His glory. They even turned back. Now I have two words to say, dear brothers and sisters. With regard to the great cause of God throughout the world, we must expect in following the truth of God to meet with many attacks, many hardships, and many defeats. I do not think that the Lord's cause was ever meant to be consecutively triumphed without intervals of defeat. The sea advances with the flooding tide, wave by wave. First one wave advances, then it recedes. Then another comes up and it recedes. And sometimes the tide is coming at the very highest. And there will be one of those waves that seem to go back and leave a wider space that bears seawater more than before. So it is with this walk of Christianity. A great wave rolled up at Pentecost, but it seemed to pause while the, under Herod's persecution. Then came another wave until the world beheld, in some degree, the light of Christ in all of its corners. But again, there was a pause for a while in those ages in which we call the Dark Ages. And so it will be, I suppose, right up to the end of this chapter, progress. And then a staying of the work, great success, then a temporary defeat. Now are you living in districts where, notwithstanding much earnest work, the name of Christ does not seem to win the day? Well, don't be downcast and don't be dispirited. Rather, go to the throne of grace more earnestly and ask for grace to girt yourself afresh for a new battle. The king passed over Kidron, and so shall his cause in your village, in your street, in your town, your, your country, the whole cause of God to which you are attached. But the king came back, and so will he come back for you if you will take up heart and courage and be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. But do not be afraid. Hold on 
hold on to Christ's cross and the crown, for the victory will be attached to them still. Only be patient, for God is in no hurry. Wait and let Him have His time, and do the good work around you, and work within you to prove to be successful after all. Just at this juncture, we who fight for Christ's crown and seek to set the truth of His freedom into others from the holy alliance in which He was so basely formed may find perhaps that for a while disappointment awakes, but victory will be in the end. We shall not for a moment quell over our courage nor stay in pressing good cause on the ultimate or universal victories. Perhaps tis well that we do wait a while, for we might achieve such one purpose now, but a little pausing will set up a greater design and noble aims. Let the king cause to go over Kidron for a while, and the greatest of earth set themselves in array against Christ and his crown. But the victory will come in the end. We can afford to wait and tarry until the hour of his coming. For perhaps by waiting the vessel shall come back to the laden more richly with treasures with the water's edge pressing down in the costly freight. But back she will come, come certainly and surely. For her master's honor and the comfort of the church is her own realm. Never let us despair for the truth. Do the just thing and never be afraid. Let the earth remove and the mountains be cast into the midst of the sea. If you do what's right and stand for Christ, you will never fear. What if nations crack like potter's vessels that are driven like chaffs before the wind after revolution? The saints of God rejoice in the battle of the Lord's, and he will deliver every foe into our hands before long. And if he tarries for a while, we will wait until he comes, for he will surely bring victory with him. Lastly, just a little word of any of you who may at this time be suffering greatly. The king himself also passed over Brook Kidron. Brothers and sisters, we too must pass over Brook Kidron, and the prince's footsteps are all along the road. He leads us through no darker rooms than he had went through. Let us have courage then and go through as well. You have said you may have had a sad bereavement. Yes, I wonder not that your tears fell on the coffin lid. Tis a precious life to lose, but Jesus wept also. And that handkerchief of yours is perfumed with his sympathy. You've had a heavy loss. Well, it is an evil thing to be much dreaded, but the foxes had foxholes, and the birds of the air had the nest, and the Son of Man had nowhere to lay his head. Your poverty is guided by his companionship. He was poorer than you, Oh, but you have lately been slandered. But they slandered the Lord. They said that he was drunk and a wine-bibber. They are only crowning you with the crowns of thorns that once put on his head. And the thorns are not so sharp for you as they were for him. They were blunted by him being out in the lead. Oh, but you tell me that you have all these dear friends that loved you that turned against you. Remember Judas and do not marvel anymore. All you say, but even the church of God thinks evil of me, though I have stood steadfast in the truth. Remember your Lord was an alien to his mother's child, and the church of his day was his direct enemy. Courage, my dear friends, follow pilgrims to the skies. We must drink this cup. Our Heavenly Father has decreed it, but then he has mixed it up too. And he promises us, if we do drink it, that we shall, by and by, drink another cup of new wine 
in the new kingdom in glory. Submit no more, no more rejoice that you be counted worthy to suffer with your same way your Lord did. Cleave to your king when the many turn aside. Witness that he had, witness that Jesus is the living word and no one upon the earth besides him in the day that the trumpet rings out will have victory. When the king comes back for his own, you shall come back with him to ivory palaces and abodes of blessing where you shall be crowned and shall dwell with him forever in heaven. Will you be despised as Christ did? Yes. Will you take Christ's side? Yes. Will you go with him barefoot through the mire? Yes. I pray and trust my Lord and Master. I will take up his cross. It will be the best thing that I ever did, for it will bring you glory in spite of the shame, for it will bring you a glory in which the shame shall be forgotten. The Lord blesses each one of you, and may these few words of comfort and those that tremble for Christ's sake stand forever. Amen.